You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. So the Prophet leaves that area, he continues north until he reaches close to the city of Medina. Medina at the time was called Yathrib, that was the historical name of it. It was a small village where the Prophet settled. The Prophet settled in Quba. Before entering Medina, 3.5 kilometers, we're talking about two miles, southwest of Medina was a village called Quba. This village was the seat of the tribe of Bani Amr ibn Auf. They had settled in that area. It was one of the suburbs of Medina. The Prophet arrives Quba on Monday 12 Rabi' al-Awwal. In the month of Rabi' al-Awwal, on the 12th day, he reaches the, city, the village of Quba. Now, hundreds and thousands of people in Medina were awaiting the Prophet. People were in the streets waiting for him. But the Prophet does not go to Medina itself, he goes to Quba. He does something very unusual. He goes and he settles there. Abu Bakr tells him, what's going on? Why don't we go to Medina? People are waiting for us in Medina. The Prophet says, no, I would like to camp here for a few days. He says, why? Let's go to Medina. We came all the way to Medina and you want to spend time in this village? The Prophet states, ma ana hatta yaqdim ibn ummi wa akhi. Ibn Ammi wa akhi, or in one narration, Ibn Ummi wa akhi, wa ibnati. He says, I shall not enter Medina except if my cousin and my brother and my daughter they join us, Imam Ali and Fatima al Zahra. Because Fatima was not with the Prophet, as we shall see. She stayed back in Mecca. So the Prophet refuses to enter Medina, even though thousands of people were waiting for him or hundreds of people were waiting for him, just so Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib would arrive and he would enter with him. Look at the special status that the Prophet gave to Imam Ali. Now, what do you think? How did Abu Bakr take that? He didn't like it. So you know what he did? At, right before uh, sunset, he left the Prophet. He says, you know what? I'm going to Medina. You don't want to come? I'm going. So he left the Prophet. You know, he's the cave companion. He should be with the Prophet. Why would you enter before the Messenger of God enters? But no, he ran out of patience. So he went to Medina that night and he stayed that night with the one person from the Ansar, from, from, from one of the people of the Medina. But the Prophet refused. He stayed in Yathrib waiting for Imam Ali salam and Lady Fatima salam. So he stayed there several days. Initially he settled in the house of Kulthum ibn al-Hadam or al-Hadm. He was a person who lived in that area, in that village of Quba, the Prophet stayed in his house. Later he settled uh, in another house over there when he was uh, in, in Quba. Abu Waqid, no, Abu, Abu Waqid al-Laythi was the man whom the Prophet sent a letter with him. So the Prophet stayed in the house of this person. Then Abu Waqid al-Laythi, the Prophet wrote a letter to Imam Ali He gave it to Abu Waqid. He told him, please take this to Ali ibn Abi Talib in Mecca. The Prophet instructed Imam Ali in this letter 
to bring the Fawatim, the three Fatimas with him, and all those deposits and amanat and trusts which the people had given to the Prophet the Prophet ordered Imam Ali to give those back to the people. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib he receives this letter. So the first thing that he does is what? He goes to Masjid Al-Haram and he makes a public announcement. Anyone who has an amana, who has a deposit that you kept with the Prophet come and take it now. The Imam for four or five days made this announcement. Now you may be wondering what are these amanat? Remember back then there was no, there were no banks or like safe boxes. Mm -hmm. If you would travel or if you feared a robber breaking into your house, you know you had to keep this money with someone trustworthy. So the pagans, even the enemies of the Prophet who wanted to kill him, they would keep their valuables with the Holy Prophet Because they knew this man, no matter what, even if we kill him and he knows we're about to kill him, he will honor the amanat and the deposits. That's how trustworthy the Prophet was, even with his enemies. As-Sadiq al-Ameen, SubhanAllah. Your own enemies bring their valuables to you. So the Prophet had a lot of valuables deposited with him and he instructed Imam Ali to give them back. So the Imam Ali he makes that very important announcement. Anyone who has anything come and we'll give it to you, yes. Does uh, Sunnis narrate that Abu Bakr left the Prophet? Yes, yes of course. This is a historical uh, uh, fact that Abu Bakr did leave the Prophet. Later they tried to fabricate some other hadiths as we will see. Next time we will examine. You know, uh, they give you this picture that Abu Bakr, he came with the Prophet, he joined him, they entered Medina and in fact when they entered Medina Haram, no one recognized the Prophet. Everyone saw Abu Bakr and they recognized him and they thought he was the Prophet. Then they saw him serving the Prophet, oh, so he, you're not the Prophet and we, we have another person here. They have fabricated these hadiths to make him feel important but yes, we do have authentic sources that state Abu Bakr did not stay in Quba with the Prophet. That same night he left to Medina. So this is not just a Shia source, we have historical sources that document that. So Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib he goes and he makes that announcement and he wants to give you know people their uh, deposits. So many many people formed a line, you know they took back their valuables from the Imam Ali There is an interesting anecdote that some historians have narrated that happened here. Hanzala the son of Abu Sufyan, pagan and Umair ibn Wa'il. Wa'il was an enemy of the Prophet. So you've got two people who are hostile to the Prophet. They heard Imam Ali making that announcement. Hanzala is now talking to Umair ibn Wa'il and he has a devilish idea in his mind. He says, you know this Ali ibn Abi Talib, he's making this announcement. Why don't you go and say, you know what? I have X amount of money that I kept with the Prophet. How is he going to disprove you? He doesn't know. Muhammad isn't here to, you know, verify or falsify. And Ali ibn Abi Talib, he's made an announcement. Put him on the spot. In front of people, come up and say, I gave the Prophet 4,000 dirhams. 1,000 dirhams, whatever. Come up with a number. And he, he will be obligated to give you. He thinks about it. He's like, you know what? That's a good idea to rip them off. So he walks up to Imam Ali and he says, 
can you repeat the announcement? The Imam repeats the announcement. He's like, yes, I have, you know, X amount of money, 1000 dirham with, with Muhammad and I want it back. He thought Imam Ali now was going to give it because, you know, back then you don't have like a, a book of records. How do you know who gave what? Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib looks at him and he asks him, do you have any witnesses? He was dumbfounded. He was not expecting that from Imam Ali. Witnesses? He thought for a moment, he's like, yes, yes, I have witnesses. Who are the witnesses he introduces? The first one is Hanzala. The second one is Abu Sufyan. The third one is Abu Jahl. Imam says, fine, fine, go bring your witnesses. That's okay. Hanzala comes. The Imam Ali salam asks Hanzala, you witnessed that he, that, that he gave 1,000 dirhams to the Prophet? He's like, yes, I witnessed that. The Imam Ali salam told him, what time of day was it? <laughs> He made something up. Let's say he said Fajr. Okay, Fajr. The Imam السلام, sent after Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan, do you recognize you know, this debt? Abu Sufyan was an enemy of the Prophet. So if he can somehow take money out of the Prophet, he would. Yes, yes, there is you know, a debt that the Prophet, there is a deposit. What time of day was it, Abu Sufyan? He thought, he said sunset. Okay, so now we have Fajr and we have sunset. Then Abu Jahl was asked, Abu Jahl said, I don't even know about this. <laughs> I wasn't there to be a witness. So the Imam السلام, exposed them. Having said that, we still do have hadiths that state even those who falsely came and they claimed they had a deposit, Imam Ali السلام, gave them. That's the generosity of the Prophet. So no one makes up false propaganda that the Prophet took anybody's money. Even if Imam Ali know he was lying, he knew he was lying, he still would give him just to keep them quiet and so they don't have a new excuse against the Prophet. Because they would have gone in Mecca, oh I kept 1000 dirhams with the Prophet, he never paid me back and people will believe that. So we have uh, from our Shia sources that the Prophet commanded Imam Ali even if someone doesn't have evidence, even if they don't have witnesses, give them. And that's the generosity of the Prophet. So that's one reason why Imam Ali stayed behind, he didn't migrate with the Prophet, to pay the debts or the deposits. Number two, to take the three Fawatim. The first one is Lady Fatima who was eight years old at the time. The second one is Fatima, the mother of Imam Ali Fatima bint Asad. And the third one was Fatima bint Zubair. Ibn Abdul Muttalib, she was the cousin of the Prophet. As Zubair was the son of Abu uh, Abdul Muttalib, so the uncle of the Prophet, she was the cousin of the Prophet. He had told Imam Ali, I want you to bring these three women so they can join us. So the Imam Ali salam, he takes these three women and they're now marching north. Suddenly, eight horsemen all of them who had covered their faces appear and they want to attack Imam Ali because Quraysh said, okay, Muhammad, we could not, uh, you know, arrest him, arrest Ali ibn Abi Talib because he is his greatest supporter, stop him from going. These horsemen, they come, they surround the Imam salam and his caravan. Uh, the Imam salam was walking, he had the three fawatim on the camel, the Imam salam would walk on his feet. So they came, they surrounded the Imam and the three women started crying. Imagine you see eight armed men covering their faces, their swords out, unsheathing their sword, about to assassinate Imam Ali So they started to cry. 
At that moment, at that moment, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib told them, what do you want? They said, here, we're, we're here to take you back to Mecca. He said, and what happens if I don't? What if I don't come? They said, well, if you don't, we're going to take your head back to Mecca. We're going to assassinate you. When the Imam realized that they're aggressive and they want to fight, the Imam السلام, unsheathed his sword and he read these lines of poetry. Leave me alone, I am the strong one who will make an effort to stop you. I will only worship Allah. I'm not going back to this pagan society of yours. They're about to attack him when the Imam take. remember he's only like 21, 22 years old at the time. The Imam takes out his sword and he strikes one of them on his shoulder. The Imam does that so swiftly, they're taken back. They realize, don't mess with this Ali ibn Abi Talib. With one strike, he can bring us down. So at that point, you know, they apologize. This is Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib Even if you have horsemen around him, he'll defend the women of the Prophet Because the Prophet told him, they are in your protection, O Ali. Bring them to me. You know, a lot of people who say Imam Ali in the house of Lady Fatima, why didn't he not fight? The Imam Ali you don't mess with him. When there is a command to protect those women, the Imam Ali will protect them from anyone. But when the Imam is instructed to be patient by the Prophet, he abides by the instructions of the Prophet So the Imam Ali he comforts them until they reach a village by the name of Lajanan, they reach that village. The Imam camps there. He, along with those few Muslims who were with the Imam, they spend the entire night in ibadah, praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they do this in every village before they reach Medina, Lajanan, the village of Lajanan. At that point, Imam Ali is worshiping God along with Muslims. Allah reveals this verse in the Holy Quran in Surah Ali Imran verses 191 to 195. Allah reveals these verses in the Holy Quran honoring Amir al-Mu'mineen salam and those who were with him. الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَىٰ جُنُوبِهِمْ Those who remember Allah while standing, while sitting, even on their sides, while sleeping. وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ They think about the greatness of the universe. رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ مَنْ تُدْخِلِ النَّارَ فَقَدْ أَخْزَيْتَهِ This was their dua, oh Allah, if you subject someone to hellfire, that's the greatest disgrace. وَمَا لِلظَّامِنِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا سَمِعْنَا مُنَادِيًا يُنَادِي لِلْإِيمَانِ It's a beautiful dua that is captured in Surah Ali Imran. And, and then we get to verse 195. Allah answered them, I will protect your deeds. Whether you're a man or a woman. Then Allah makes a reference to the migration. Those who migrated, who left their homes, fi sabili, in my path, for my sake, I have given them this huge reward. Imam Ali, 
is praying to Allah in the middle of the night and Allah sends Jibra'il to deliver this verse to the Prophet Now the Prophet is anxiously waiting for Imam Ali to arrive. A few days later, the Prophet in Quba, he is given the news that Ali ibn Abi Talib has reached Quba. The Prophet said, bring him to me. They told him, Ya Rasulullah, he can't move. Ali ibn Abi Talib can't walk, he can't move. So the Prophet, he comes to see Imam Ali. He sees the feet of Imam Ali had swollen so much and he was bleeding. Imagine 400 kilometers, that's what almost 300 miles, 250 miles, the Imam is walking on his feet and he was barefoot. He could not even own a sandal with him. Barefoot walking on the desert lands, thorns, rocks, you've seen a desert. So the Imam السلام, his only goal was to deliver the three Fatimas safely to the Prophet When the Prophet sees Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib in that state, he hugs him, he embraces him and he begins to cry and he prays to him and he prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless Amir al-Mu'mineen السلام, and the Prophet says, Ya Ali, anta awwalu hadhihi al-ummah Imanan billahi wa rasulah. Oh Ali, you're the first one who believed in God and His Messenger. hijratan, And you're really the first one who migrated with such difficulty. Only one who's a true believer, whom his heart has been tried by Allah, will love you. And the one who hates you, O Ali, is either a hypocrite or a disbeliever. Next, we'll examine what happened in Quba during these days because the Prophet did something very important, which is building the first masjid in Islam, which happened in Quba. And in these days, for those of you who have gone to the Umrah or the Hajj, it's a must stop that you visit Masjid Quba. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين.